How we're doing, and welcome to episode four of the Tim Vaxelbaum Show. I'm doing things a little different. No theme song this week. None of that horse shit. Still gonna curse a lot. This is not a child-friendly show. It's not friendly to anybody, actually, unless you're down to F. Unless you're DTF. No. Uh, that's just the No Nut November talking and coming out of here. This, 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 this dirty old skanky ass mouth of mine. No, it is No Nut November. I don't know if I talked about that already, but, uh, it is. It's also No Shave November. That's why I got a nice mustache right now. I got a haircut. I drove all the way to, like, uh, Cedar Park, Texas. To get one of those barber full service haircuts, but but they left them. I went in there thinking I would get the whole thing cleaned off, the mustache and all. But then the dude was like, "No, you got to keep the mustache. It's, it's uh, no shave November." I was like, "All right, I'll keep the mustache." And I, I got a full razor, straight razor shave, like in the old days, like like a, like a classic shave. I got a haircut. I look like a cop. That's what I asked for. I was like, he's like, what are we doing today? I said, just make me look like a cop. I want to, I if I get pulled over, I want to be able to look like I'm for blue lives. This is what I'm, this is what I'm getting at. I'm also trying out uh, no headphones today because I want to wear this, this uh, hat. Because as you can see and hear... I'm becoming a little bit of a yeehaw these days. I'm becoming a little bit more acclimated. I'm becoming very, very uh, acclimated, integrated into the Texas community. Not really. Mostly just on the highways and byways, just passing people by and just going like yeehaw. And, you know, I, I do drive a Tesla, so I kind of guess I want to fit in by... Uh, you know, at least dressing the part like I'm a Texan. I'm not, but at heart I am. It turns out other people actually do say that. They say I'm not. I'm not from here, but I'm. I was born a Texan at heart, and I think uh, as common as is as, as kind of hackneyed as that may be, uh, there is some truth to that for me because Texas is a mindset. It's not just a. Uh, a place that you have to be born into. It's like it's like America. It's a land of immigrants. I immigrated here from uh, the land of Chicago land. Chicago land specifically is where I grew up. And uh, boy, how do I not miss that look? Fucking <laughs> that fucking place. I guess sometimes my Chicago accent still comes out, but uh, that's just because it's my uh, true emotions being shown and. Uh, Point is, is that place is can be that place could freeze to death for all I give a damn. Texas is my new home, and I've been driving it. I've been taking these little mini road trips, testing out my vehicle. Uh, I drove to New Braunfels. I drove all the way to San Antonio just a couple of days ago, just to check it out. And it was. Recently, my birthday, I had a birthday. I turned 32 years old. I'm old. I'm pretty old, old, but I look like a young whippersnapper still. Look at my skin. I got like all these, this redness around my eyes. 
No idea. No idea what that's about. I think it's because of the insomnia. But it's not a good look. And I need to, I need to do something about that. Maybe get some, uh, some makeup going. Uh, something like that. Lord knows that would be good for me right now. Because other than that, I look like a normal dude in his 30s that most people think is in his early 20s at the, at the oldest. I got the mustache, but if I didn't have the mustache, people would definitely be like, whoa, 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 buddy. I need to see your ID as you're walking down these streets here. Because I often get mistaken for someone very much younger than I am. But that's also because I got the good genetics, dude. I got those DNA. I got the half Italian, half Jewish DNA. And those two concoctions make you age a lot slower than most people there and there and then. But I could definitely tell if it's a good quality photo. If I'm smiling, you could tell that I'm 32. I guess I got wrinkles on my eyes, brother. When I smile. When I make a genuine smile. Anyway, uh, to celebrate my birthday. Not that I really needed to celebrate. It's just my 30s, you know. Who gives a shit about someone in their mid... It's not like a milestone to turn 32. It's just like, oh, I'm still alive. I made it this far, let's celebrate. And to do that, I did not do it in a typical way that I may have used to at an earlier point in my life. I don't drink no more. I'm completely dead-ass sober, and I have not had a cup of drinks, a cup of tea, I was going to say, but that's not. That's fine. I've not had any alcoholic beverages uh, or drugs, anything of that matter, for uh, 22 days now, I believe. It is, and uh, all throughout the month of November, I've been clean as a duck. I feel like a new man. So I, it's kind of been making me in the mood to just kind of explore, not be such an introvert. Otherwise, if I was like smoking the herb all day, I would just be too afraid to go anywhere. That's just what it does, dude. So I drove to San Antonio. I bought myself a new race car as like a birthday gift to... Uh, celebrate myself um it's the fastest car known to man it's 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 a goddamn weapon of mass destruction so this thing accelerates like no other business like nothing else on the road unless you're talking like a a bugatti like i don't even know what car is faster than mine there's maybe one that goes a little bit faster by like a little bit by like a hair and you got to drop like a million dollars on that. So mine is not that much. But it's like, you know, pretty fancy car. And it's, uh, what was I going to say? It's, it's, it's like incredibly, ridiculously fast. And so you have to really see what's in front of you before you press the pedal down to the metal. Or else you're going to be uh, kind of asking for trouble there. Got to make sure you're on a straight road. Because this, this is a heavy car. And it doesn't have good brakes. It has a thousand horsepower. And it just kind of it doesn't really break very well for how fast it is. So it's like kind of asking for death. You're asking to die. It's a coffin. You're ba- I basically bought myself a coffin for my birthday with wheels attached to it. And so I drove it to San Antonio. And boy, that was just it was just fun to just go to a new city that I never had been to before. It's a little bit more. It's a larger city than the one I'm in now, Austin. And it's uh, it was not as not a bad city to drive in for the first time. 
It's just not as congested as is, uh, is Austin. And so since I got this car that's basically a coffin on wheels, I've been thinking, I was like, you know what, I could, if I'm getting myself into that type of territory, I think I could handle a firearm. I think I could get into guns. And it is Texas, and there's not a lot of police presence around here. It's understaffed. If you call for a non-emergency, good luck getting the police to come over. So I figure, you know what, it's time to get into the whole self-defense game. And so I, I, I went to five gun stores in one day. Because, <laughs> hey, I, got, I, had, I had the free time and I had the car. I had the battery. It's weird driving a Tesla over to a gun store. You get out of this this Elon Musk mobile and then enter into the Wild West and they go, hey, wait, welcome. Welcome to Nagel's. That was the first one I went to. It was called Nagel's Guns, Gun Shop. It had, they had every gun you could imagine. And, I, and, and they were like, how you doing? What are you looking for today? I was like, I'm looking for a gun. I'm looking for something specific. And they said, well, that's great. And I said, uh, is it cool that I don't have my Texas driver's license yet? And they said, yeah, no, you definitely need that to buy a gun here. I was like, gosh, shucks. So I got the hell out of there, and I went to four different ones after that. And I called another one, too. So I spoke to six people, six goddarn gun stores. And finally, I found one that said, yeah, you don't need, you don't need your driver's license. You just need to prove that you're a resident here, and uh, you could do that in a multitude of ways. And I was like, hell, giddy up, then. This is my number. This is my new gun store, then. So basically, next time you see me, I'm going to be looking like a Rambo up in this bitch. I'm going to be having like one of those those belts going around my shoulders with a bunch of ammunition attached. I'm going to have a bunch of shotgun shells just going up my chest like a madman. God forbid I ever have to use that thing, though. Like, I don't know. I don't want to actually, like, kill somebody with a gun, dude. It's just... Yeah, like, yeah, it'd be traumatizing. It's just more of the, just the feeling of being protected, and that's pretty much it. I'm living the good life, so I got, you know, I got shit I could lose, I, I might as well put up a fight. It just feels weird being completely defenseless, you know? If you don't get what I'm saying, hey, different strokes for different folks, hey, I don't mind. I don't even, I don't technically live in Austin, I just found out. I, I kinda knew that already. Like when I moved here, I was like, I'm moving I don't wanna live in the bustling congested city. I don't need to. I got a car. For now. For now I got a car. I could lose it. So I I picked somewhere very far out of the city, but not too far, like you know, on the transition of country and uh and and uh, suburban. That's what like that's what it's called. That's what it is. It's like suburban. But I'm in a place with no name, and I think that's pretty cool. I live, <coughs> I live in unincorporated part of Travis. Like I live in the county, the same county as Austin, but not uh not in the city limits. I found that out officially. That that's uh, yeah. I'm not an Austinite, and boy, how do I do not? That's great for me because because Austin is just kind of doesn't is kind of losing its reputation for being a cool place, and uh, there's a lot of homeless people just you know making it kind of not a desirable place to live, and so you know what it worked out perfectly. 
If this place becomes Austin, if it becomes annexed, I'll be like, oh, shucks. Now I got to move a little bit further east. I want to live around real Texans, not just the blue check marks on Twitter who just go like, yeah, Texas sucks, but, but Austin is my safe haven. It's like, it's like really? You think you're just writing off the whole dang, the whole state of Texas? You think it's just nothing but hillbillies? Well, f- frig off, because I love I love Texas. I drove to uh, also West Texas, not quite, like just right on the edge of West, where West Texas would start. I went to Junction, Texas, just to charge my car and to see the landscapes. And boy, how it was beautiful the landscapes. Uh, I didn't realize how how like mountainous this place is. Like, this is called hill country for a reason. That's where you get the phrase "there's a snake in my boot" because there really is a hell of a lot of of uh, land of roadkill. Hell of a lot of roadkill, dude. I was I, you had I had to dodge all these these broken up you know animal corpses in the road like i I didn't want to get it all over my my new race car and so i was slowing down you know dodging them and and so like this this race car i bought it has wheels that are like super big so it's like grippy but but the tires are thin so you don't have much uh room to to for like if you hit something like a like a big uh hot hole those suckers could pop very easily, so I always got to be driving super cautiously, and and just slowly driving around these these suckers. But other than, other than that, I got it was a pretty smooth ride to Junction, Texas, and I already you know this I want to protect the paint job on this thing, so I I got to get the thing like wrapped by like professional people that wrap cars and like bubble wrap and like vinyl this like i want to get like a nice thick vinyl covering to protect the paint dude because as you're driving if you're behind a truck of any kind you better hope that thing ain't gonna ain't gonna kick up no gravel because that'll happen and i you gotta keep a, a distance from those suckers like at least 10 car lengths or, you know, something like that, depending. And even then, you're going to get flicked with little pieces of gravel, and it's going to make a big sound, and you're going to be <laughs> so the other, So, the, you know, it's already, you got to protect the paint job. And it's, it's like, like, obviously, if it's a nice car, you're going to be so paranoid about that thing. I can't leave it on the street. In in uh, Dirty Sixth Street, like near uh, all the all the fans, all the uh, the rat, all the party animals, dude. Literally the day I got it, or two, the day after I got it, yes. I drove through uh, downtown Austin. I, I drove near like the, not the best part of the town, where like there's a lot of sketchy people and drunk people. And I was making my way just in a very narrow one-way street to to get out of the the the, the area. And there's somebody in front of me blocking the way, and I was just patiently waiting for them to make way. And as I was doing that, this drunk woman was like yelling at me to go, like go, there go. Like she kept like trying to get me to do that. 
And I was like looking. I was like, go where? Where do you want me to go? Like, I know how big my car is. I know I can't fit. Maybe I can if I really wanted to, but I'm not going to risk it. It's a brand new fucking (laughs) car. And like the fact that I was ignoring her made her just more (laughs) animated because I guess females just don't like not being uh, like acknowledged, I guess, by men in, in fancy cars. So I was like, I was just literally just like, yeah, keep doing your thing, girl. And I was exhausted. Like, I just wasn't in the mood to even explain. Like, what's the, like, I wasn't even going to roll my, like, yes, hun, yes, um, miss, uh, there's no room. Like, I, I, all I do is just literally just sit there and like turn the radio up or whatever. And I finally just made my way. It wasn't a big deal. I, I, I don't take like driving instructions from drunk people on the side of the road. I'm sorry if I look like I do that. I don't know. I guess I, like some people just look at me and they go, yes, that guy is my subservient. He will listen to me. Fuck off. I'm my own man. So that was like the second day I got the thing and uh, it's holding up and it's it's a big car. Like it's not nimble. You got to really know what the hell you're It's not easy to drive. It's not. It's fun. But you kind of you can't be a show off in that thing. This it's like being a black belt in karate. You got to know your strength and when to use it. You can't just be gunning past people expecting them to see you and how fast and judge your Are you kidding me? It's like a black belt would never flex their muscles just in front of a white belt. It's like you have so much power on them that you don't really need to assert yourself. It's for it's just for it's like come on. But then, of course, Texas drivers are just horrible at driving. They don't know how to merge. If you're going on a highway and you're up against the merge, the right merge, you know, from an exit and somebody's merging in, very rarely do they understand that if I'm going the same speed as you and I'm parallel to you and you're trying to get into my lane... It's on you to either speed up or slow down. Make a haul. I'm not, it's not on me to like, okay, oh, that person's coming. I better slow down. No, you fucking idiots. Dude, people suck at driving. And then, of course, it's Texas, so a lot of people have like that big dick Wanna be like that? That that uh, pretentious. I'm a big. I'm a big dog. I got a dick. They think every time they go somewhere, it's a dick measuring contest to see who could get there first. And so there's always people tailgating me, and it's just common. It just happens no matter how fast you're going. You could be going 90 in a 65, and there'll be someone right on your ass. And then the second you move over, they just go right back. They just they just want to be first. And I hate I hate them those immature, ugh. and it's it's always someone in a pickup truck or like a really inexpensive sports car like a like a Ford something or a Dodge, you know, and and I have to deal with that. And I I usually just move over if there's if it's fine if it's you know just to get to deescalate just to be a defensive driver because I don't need to show up, buddy. I'm in a faster car than you. I could beat you any time of the day. I don't need. It's not a freaking race. And so, like, I don't know, man. I just it's just obnoxious. There's like really, you're tailgating 
the fastest car literally that you're ever going to see in your whole life. Well, for now, the the fastest car on the road. Yeah. So I was driving like in a in like the hills yesterday, and like somebody was tailgating me like ten ten inches behind my bumper, and the speed limit was forty, but it was like windy hills where you couldn't necessarily see what was coming up ahead of you, blind turns and all that jazz. So I was going, you know, forty and sometimes below forty because I didn't know what the hell I wanted to be safe, and this guy just. This guy just want to let up, and I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna drive dangerously just because this asshole's behind me." So I just, I don't know. So I just went a little bit slower and slower until I was going like 20 miles an hour, and I almost, I almost just stopped. I almost just dead slow, just came to a slow stop and just let him, let him pass me. But that would have been probably a little you know, sketchy to do and confrontational. So I was just like, I'm just making my way. So I finally, ugh. I just wish there was something you could do to tell people to back the hell off aside from, aside from like lethal, aside from like doing something completely bananas of like like waving a gun at them. <laughs> get the hell back! I wish license plates... You could get them that say full sentences, uh, like, get the hell back. This car is slow to break. Like, this car might stop suddenly. There might be a pothole, you freaking idiot. I, you better have good insurance because I got a dash cam, you freaking idiot. Idiota. So that's that's basically And uh, what else happened in the past week? I had uh, somebody ask me to pay their rent. Some <laughs> some random girl, not I mean, not super random, like because she 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 like gave me a ride because I didn't I didn't have a car and I needed a ride because you know I'm an idiot. And then she tried to like blackmail me into paying her rent just because she gave me a. It's a long story, and uh, I guess it's part of the reason I'm sober actually, and also the reason I had to get a new car and all that BS and. I learned a lesson, and and I was I was at the time thankful that I got a ride that she was generous enough to just offer a stranger a ride, but there was no in, in, implication that I owed her money for that. Like it, like it's just not part of the deal. I would have paid for the gas mileage at the very least, but but this is this was weeks ago, and so she hits me up randomly by text message just saying. Hey, you think you could help me out with my rent? Uh, and I was like, "Are you?" Freak-? And I did. Res- I did ask. I did review. I I responded because I was curious. Like, what the heck kind of question is that? I interviewed her. I was like, "So, do you have a job?" Because I am a businessman. I mean, I could have hired her for a job. And thank God, I thank God I didn't offer to do that because she turned out to be quite a toxic little miss sunshine and so she said no well i can't work right now because i got i I got to get emergency surgery on my jaw and i was like i was like oh man can i ask may i ask what happened because i was still i was still in the discovery process of seeing if this person was legit like what the hell's going on with this person that they got the the audacity to ask this lonely texan for uh that kind of thing free money and so I was like, she said uh, something about how her tonsils were fucked up, like her tonsils grew in wrong. I was like, 
I'm like, that's not an that's not an emergency. That didn't happen overnight. That's not like it got smashed in the face by a baseball bat. And so, and I was like, okay, so you have nobody to help you with that? Did I? Do you think I'm like rich or something? And she said, and then she got super, she got super defensive. She was like, oh, dare you. I don't care how much money you make. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah sure. Because <laughs> that's, that's totally why you just messaged me out of the blue. because you thought I was totally, you know, just some broke guy, right? With his own house, right? And so she, so little Miss Sunshine, she's like, I, you owe me one. I rescued you. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't really ask to be rescued. I, I was going to take an Uber home. And she, <laughs> so she was, and so she's, and I was like, but, you know, I'll pay for the gas. And so she said, yeah, okay. And then she sent me her Venmo or whatever. And then she sent, she said like, I don't know. She said, she, it just, she just rubs me the wrong way. Like she reminded me, I, you owe me one. And it just was not a pleasant exchange. And it just made me really bummed out that somebody would, just the way she, it went from a good thing to like a talk, like a really, really negative thing really quickly uh like i thought she was just like a nice person and of course that's not the case ever from you know when is that ever the case someone's just going to be a good samaritan and i expect their bills to be paid for such a thing like that and so and so i was like you know what i don't i don't have venmo i don't i'm not i'll pay you in in, in cryptocurrency or something but only because I didn't want her to know my name. I didn't want her knowing my full name. So I was like, okay, I'll pay, I'll pay in cryptocurrency, but only if you apologize for the extortion attempt. Because <laughs> she was like, hell, you're funny, is it? I was like, well, then goodbye. And she was like still pissed off. She was like not very happy about that. She really wanted that gas, that $10 worth of gas money at the very most that it could cop that it could have possibly I was like I would have been like so how much miles per gallon does your car <laughs> get cuz I would have been very very cheap about it like not I'm would you know you know I was not in a nice generous mood so I don't like being gold dug or whatever I don't like being looked at as a mark to be extracted money from like a freaking oil rig so I was like I was like all right and she, I was like, that's it. And she said, well, this is why you take everything. Good job bringing up how much money you make. Good job. Like, like clap emojis. I was like, this is, this is why you're single. It's because you take everything up the ass. I was like, okay. Being single is not that bad. And, but uh, good luck. Good luck with your, with your rent and, and your little schemes there. That's all I said. Like, I didn't really care. Like, obviously it's not that doesn't. It's hard to take things personally when somebody's acting like a such a low level. I was like, it's like really, you're not like you're you're a catch because you're 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 because you're a class act. Just asking strange men to pay their bills. Yeah, oh, I, I'm so sad that I'm single because you know it saves you money. And I was thinking about that. Like, is is being single that bad? Hell no, dude. You still get to get laid, and you don't have to pay people's bills. Hey, it's not that bad. I'm having a great time. I'm living the good life right now. 
Um, and I don't really want like some floozy. Not that I mean, I, uh, that's a mean word. That's a mean word. But let's face it, I don't want that. I don't want somebody walking around my house with their cowboy boots mucking it up unless it's me. I talked about this last episode. I was like, I don't even want a cat. I don't even want like the most lowly, easy to take care of animal because it's my house. I'm the cat of the house. I am a very cat-like person. And then what else happens? I, 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 because like I guess I am kind of in the position where like I, I could hire somebody for like work if they really, like if I really wanted to, because I kind of need to, I need to, I need help with my business. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a business man. I'm a business man. I don't like talking about it because it's none of your business. It's my business. I don't really need to talk about it. But that's what I do. I, I do a bit. I'm a businessman. I'm an entrepreneur. A very successful one. And it's just becoming at the point where it's like, yeah, I guess I could start hiring. I, I need to make the leap of hiring my first employee. And that's like a daunting pro- uh, process because it's like I don't want them to like to to um, to sue me. To be honest, for like just doing one wrong thing, like saying something, oh, that's that's harassment or like that's discrimination. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart, but that's how my boots go clicking here. That's just how I roll. It's like maybe I don't want like some. <laughs> it's like yeah, like if you're gonna hire somebody who uh, who is a woman, the chances of them accusing you of something is way higher. Than if it's a dude, so I guess I am for 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 marketplace discri- <laughs> for workplace discrimination, and so I might as well just I mean to avoid that potential negative experience. I'm just not gonna do it. I'm just gonna work for myself. I'm just gonna be my own employees, and it's a lot of it's it's more work, but uh, I don't want to get sued for that, for anything. Um, I messaged, uh, I need help. Like I need, a, I need like a big angel investor to swoop in and descend from the heavens and just give me the help I need to make my business larger and scale it. It's just really hard to do that on your own. So I emailed a very famous celebrity, uh, investor, billionaire, and he actually responded like within freaking minutes he responded, asking me to tell him more information. So I gave him more information. He was like, "Yeah, <laughs> too risky." He didn't. He, he was. He he pulled out. He was not interested in making a deal. But just the fact that he responded it was like, "Wow, maybe I am actually someone that has the potential to be somebody like." big it's maybe I'll, maybe i'll be a billionaire myself one day if i play my boots right if i play my cards right but anyway this podcast is not about money it's not about that it's about success definitely it's about success like i like i am very ambitious when when i get emails back from billionaires it really does light a fire under my ass it's like holy crap if the, i really I, I would love to to just to get a deal with that type of person and just just keep elevating myself and like help other people because I'm not a bad 
I'm not a bad guy. I don't. It's not all about me. Like I would hire somebody and, and help them out with a job, and not be one of these horrible employers that just are demanding like slave. Like I was talking about on the last episode, the whole anti-work thing. Like I'm not gonna text somebody at 3 a.m. and be like, "Hey, you know how you have that day off tomorrow or today? Yeah, I'm gonna need you to come in at eight in the morning." So five hours from now, and then they'll be like, I'm drunk right now. I'm already, it's my day off. I already told you. I, it's, it's approved. I'm, I'm already drunk. Please, so no, I'm not, I'm not coming. I'm not going to be that asshole. I want to be a good employer. I want to start a family. Anyway, it'll, it'll, it'll happen one of these days, or I'll just throw it in. I'll just ball it up and throw it in the trash and just be an investor. I'll just be one of those Shiba Inu investors. Or, you know, NFT uh, cocksuckers, one of those Zoomers who go, yeah, my NFT, yeah. I bought a JPEG for $400, and now it's worth 40000 in two days. That's really crazy what's going on in the crypto world right now. And uh, it's just like there, you got to get excited about that. We're, in a, we're experiencing a bull run. And so, that, so I've had an exciting week. The haircut... Did I really? Did I talk about it already? I kind of mentioned it. The haircut was a dream. I drove 22 miles from my house to get a haircut at a proper bar- barber shop, and it was the best haircut experience I've ever had. The best barber experience. I first looked on uh, Google. I just typed "barber and shave" or "haircut and shave" near me, and what came up was, of course, all these hipster. These overhyped hipster joints all over around, like you know, downtown Austin and thereabouts, and like they all were booked up for at least a week. And you know, these places aren't cheap. I don't want to wait a week to spend a hundred bucks on a haircut and shave by some snarky hipster that doesn't even want my business. They'll be like, "All right, what do you want, straight man, straight male?" No, fuck that noise. So I just pulled out. I just zoomed out a little bit, and I found one just just in the suburbs, Cedar Park, beautiful area. You know, nothing special about that area. It's just a suburb of Austin, Texas. So I drove up there. It was not a bad drive, 30-minute drive. It was probably 25 minutes because I accelerated a little bit to get in there to make my appointment. I timed it perfectly, found a parking spot right in front of the place, and get get this part. As I was hunkering my way, as I was honky tonking my way over to the entrance, the dude, the dude I made the appointment with was just sitting right outside waiting for me. I, I don't, he was like, "Are you are you Tim?" I was like, "Yep." He was like, "All right, let's go." And I went right back in there, and he just immediately started giving me the full works, and it was just such a pleasant experience. Such an old classic bar barber shop, so, you know, like the chair itself is probably like a hundred years old or something. And I was like, I was just getting the full spa treatment. He he cut my hair real short because I told him, I was like, I don't really know what I want. I just want a short, effortless haircut that I don't gotta maintain. And he was like, okay, so here's what I look like. I look like a cop. And I already told you about the mustache thing, and I love it. 
and he gave me the straight razor shave experience and it took like an hour and there was so many steps involved first he lathered me up then he put a hot towel on me covering my whole face except for my nose then he lathered me again then the hot like 50 times like like so many hot towels and then he just put all this cream and then finally the real lather and then he gave me the shave and I, my eyes were closed the whole time and it was like it'd be weird if they were open i mean that'd be weird it was so relaxing and then finally like i didn't i want like he was like so what was what do you think and i was like i didn't i didn't, I didn't know i didn't know what to say to not sound like sexual like i didn't want to be like oh that was amazing I I just want to stay, you know, keep it professional, keep it, you know. This is a straight male establishment. This is like a place where men go. And so I was just like, that was pretty, that was pretty all right, I reckon. And I was like, and so I found my new barber shop. I'm definitely going back there again. Fuck all the other ones in Austin. They're not as friendly. I just didn't get the personal vibe. Like he kept saying, calling me by my first name. And it was just like he was happy that I came all the way, all that, not, you know, came, that I drove all that way. Just, for, and, he, and so it was extremely pleasant. Uh, and I tipped him uh, very well. I was talking about tips on the last episode. <laughs> tips are to show gratuity, and I was very gracious, so I gave him a nice 30% tip. You know, because you don't want to go too high, because then they'll expect that every time. You don't want to, like, set a precedent to say, oh, this guy tips 50%, so that's so if I get anything less than that, they'll think they did a bad job. No, I'll start with 30 and work my way up. Got to leave a little bit of air. And so I'm very happy with that experience, and, I, and that put me in a nice chipper mood to drive over to Round Rock, Texas to charge up my uh, race car, and uh, it charged up real quick, and I was listening to my new favorite country western singer, David Allen Coe. He's been around for quite a while, but he's he's still alive. And he has such a great voice, such a th- rigid, thick, like, I don't know, like pristine-sounded voice that's like, holla hell, this guy's a legend, dude. Like, I, th- I assumed he was dead just because he's a legend, just because of his legendary status in the in the game. But, like, turns out he's still alive, dude. He's still performing, dude. He's in his 80s. And so that's pretty badass, dude, because he's got some of the most badass country songs that I've ever heard. So I was, I was listening to that while charging in my race car with the air conditioning on, and uh, I really, it was just, you know, people get, it's really easy to get stressed out by the traffic in this area because of it's just so congested all, uh, very often, even in the middle of the day. It was like tons of traffic. And so you just have to, like, get used to that. It's just there's no getting around it. Like, there's no public transit. Like, that's just what you got to deal with. So I was like, you know, what is isn't that bad. Other people suck at driving, so you just, you just got to really make way. And as I was driving home from the Tesla Charger, I, I, I got passed by a, by a const, not just a police officer, a constable. That's what it said on the car, at least. And I don't know what the hell a constable m- means, but I'm pretty sure it means that they're like a police officer who's like more elite than regular ones. Like they don't just, ha- like you don't want to get pulled over by a constable. Like Woody would come out of the car, be, clang, clang, you know how, hey partner, 
Do you have any idea how far you're going to meet a pony over there? Because I myself was driving like 50 over the limit. So for me to pull you over, boy, you better get out of the car, mister. So he passed me. I thought you know, I thought I was going quick, but then this constable's like, and I didn't want to like, didn't want to tailgate him because I know that would bother. Obviously, it bothers everybody to be tailgated, so I, I just kept a nice, healthy distance, not too far. I didn't want to be look like a, I didn't want to look suspicious by going too far. He'll see my race car. He'll be like, "Well, that's." That's odd. This guy's like a mile behind me, and he's driving a race car with no license plates. I'm going to, yeah. So I was just driving smooth. I don't know, dude. And if they pulled me over, I would just be like, yes, sir. I'm driving this thing. Yeah, it has a, it has a yoke instead of a drive. I know, yep, I'm, an air, I'm a pilot. So... And then, so I, I, here I am. I, I came home. I'm, I, I ate. I ate a little bit of a meal. I'm eating a regular. I, I, I tr- I'm still sticking to the uh, intermittent fasting. I'm doing like one meal a day, and so I'm running lean. I'm at my ideal body weight of 120. I'm. I'm. So I'm feeling good. I survived COVID. I had COVID back in February, and I survived it. And now I think I'm okay. With the, uh, I think I'm. Uh, no, there's not a lot of COVID going around right now, in these parts. It's going on. It's definitely going up in the countryside, in the whole country. But if we're talking just in my county, less than a hundred cases a day. So it feels like life is happening again. Like you know, just getting a barber, just getting going to a barber, not having to wear a mask. It felt amazing. It's like you don't know what you got until you don't got it. And so when I got that, I was like. This is beautiful. So I am living the sweet life. There's not a lot to complain about. I did comedy a few times. I don't, just once or twice this week because I just was bored. I, I was like, I was, I'll go to a couple mics, and I, I, it was fun. I felt like, yeah, I could, I could get back into this maybe, and and uh, I don't know why I brought that up. It's nothing really. Oh, like I don't know. I could like. There's nothing really to complain about. I know, like. A lot of people are moving here for comedy, and it's really competitive. And you kind of get this vibe that nobody gives a fuck about you when you go to like a comedy club because they don't. You're just one of the millions of fishes swimming up the river trying to get a little piece of piece of that action. And so I, I don't I don't really mind that that anonymity, and, and it's actually kind of nice. I don't really mind it. You have to you have to. Get over yourself, man. You can't, you can't be walking in there, waltzing into a new comedy scene, thinking that you got the hot beeswax because you came from a different one. Because you think you were so good in your previous previous city. It's like, oh, I was. I'm from Chicago. That's a bigger city than this. So that means if if I could make it there, I can make it here. And you think that that respect that you earned in that city was just transfer? Hell no! Nobody gives a f- nobody knows you. Nobody gives a fuck unless you actually are famous. Unless you actually have like a successful podcast or something. And if you're just doing open mics, you're not gonna get anywhere. You gotta be willing to fail, fail upwards, as they say. That's what I've been doing. I've been failing upwards. 
And so I'm, I don't know. I'm patient, and like you kind of need a podcast. I think that's why I'm doing this. I'm doing this just for funsies. You know. Well, I'm running out of steam, so I guess I will end it unless I can find like one one little topic here. Uh, I have been dressing like a cowboy, like as I've been driving my race car around. I just like, I love the freedom of being able to drive wherever I want with no time limit, just, you know, and just dressing as a cowboy and looking like a freak of nature. It's just clash, like you're in a futuristic car, but you're dressing like a cowboy. So it's like, who are you? You get looks. You get a lot of looks. And I was driving by, uh, in front of this this old guy with a similar hat as mine, and I was catching him in my rear view. He was looking at me with a little bit of, like, I could tell. He was like, good job. He was, like, proud of me or something. Like, I, got a, like I was like, hell yeah, Texas ain't dead yet. It ain't just a bunch of Jews with money moving in. It's half Jews with, with, uh, with pizzazz, with lust for life. We're not just trying to make everything more expensive. I mean, that's just what happens when you when you when we move here. But hey, what could I say? So I dress like a cowboy now in public a lot, and it's it's uh, it's just kind of part of who I am. It's like you kind of have to own. You have to not be embarrassed of your image, I think. And so, because you know what, if I'm like, if I'm okay with it, then I don't really care what other people think, man. I don't care about your opinions. So that's about it. Uh, I worked at a movie theater when I was younger. I that was my first. I think I'd said this already. It doesn't matter. But I moved at a. I worked at a movie theater when I was seventeen, and I, that's when I was experimenting with like psychedelics and stuff. And so I, I don't know. I didn't really treat it as a real job. Uh, and they sent me a letter recently saying that my credit or that my personal information was stolen from their computer system. And I hadn't worked there for like, what, like 15 years? And they still got my personal information? So I was pissed about that. So they said to watch your credit very closely. And so I'm like, okay. Not that I really am worried about it because I don't really need credit because I could just, uh, I don't know, work harder. Have you ever thought about that? I don't like, I don't really love. I don't really know why people think it's such a bad thing to want to work, you know? Like, capitalism has its problems, for sure. But I feel like the people that complain about it are just the ones that don't really know how to figure it out. They're the ones that hate it the most, is like the ones that are least willing to actually play the game. I'm playing the game pretty hard right now. Anyway, and so when I worked at this this movie theater, they promoted me from concession stand to box office, and that was a promotion because you don't want to be working the concession stand. It's like horrible. You got to ring up people's orders. You got to put the popcorn in. You got to be quick about it. You got to, and it's horrible. And you got to clean up. That's the worst part is sweeping up the popcorn at 1 a.m. after you've been on your gosh darn uh, feet literally for eight hours or whatever that was a tough job that was like a real job and so as i so when i got upgraded to a box office i was like nah this is pretty cool and you have to be pretty dumb to work concessions 
I mean, like, what, what I mean is you don't have to be that smart to work box office. It's, like, really not that hard. But for whatever reason, you had to be a little bit smarter to deal with it. And, I, and you got to sit down. You didn't have to clean up. So I don't know why I bring that up, but I'm, I guess it just makes me realize that, hey, at least I'm a little bit smarter than some people. At least I'm not a complete dumbass, even though I do make dumb mistakes all the time. I'm not too good at driving at night because I got LASIK and it's kind of messed up my night vision right now. Like, I hope it gets better, but for now, it's making things darker than they should be on the road. And so, like, I'm turning into the wrong lanes. Like, I turned, like, so it could be dangerous at night. So I'm, I'm being very, very cautious on the road. And wow, what an interesting, what an interesting thing to talk about. Anyway, this has been episode four of the Tim Fikes the Bomb Show. I'm going to keep doing this. It's only going to get better, you know.